0: Welcome back Giants fans. We have our first of two meetings against the Philadelphia Eagles here week 12. The Giants are the home team. Philly is favored by only three and a half, which is not that bad. The first game of Freddie Kitchens, the Eagles have been rolling lately. There's some playoff buzz around them now. So I would love to put an end to that stuff, honestly, if the Giants can find a way to win that game. And hopefully, maybe, just maybe, they put up a lot of points under Freddie Kitchens and not Jason Garrett. So, we'll dive into the injuries and some of the uh, the Eagles team ranks this year and some of the game notes. Hopefully, you guys enjoy this. Once again, if you have not subscribed to the podcast form of this, go ahead and search MTN Giants Podcast. I would appreciate if you guys left a kind review, five stars, all that good stuff. And uh, let's get into it. So we'll start with the key injuries here, as we always do. We'll start with the Giants, as we always do. For the Giants, Kadarius Tony, wide receiver, quad injury. It's not looking good, apparently. Some of the beat reporters are not expecting him to play, so I would not go into this game expecting Tony to play. That definitely sucks, and he's been out a couple times already this year. So hopefully this injury stuff does not pile on throughout his career, and hopefully this is just a rookie season thing, and he can hit the ground running as a sophomore and hopefully stays healthy. For the Giants as well, Kyle Rudolph, ankle. I don't know if he's playing this game. I've not looked too much into it, but Kyle Rudolph is not like a big part of this offense anyway, so it's not the biggest deal in the world, but they might be without him. Sterling Shepard, quad injury, so he's been out the last couple games here. He will miss this one, it seems like right now. I don't think he's practiced yet, so I'm not expecting Sterling Shepard to play, and it's not really a big surprise because the injury against the Chiefs looked bad, and here we are a few weeks later. He's still out. Logan Ryan has not had a negative uh, COVID test yet, so it's not looking good for him either. I think he still has a chance to play but until he tests negative it's not possible obviously so logan ryan definitely not a guarantee to play in this one as for the eagles jordan howard the running back has a knee injury and i think nick seriani said even last week they don't expect to have him this week so jordan howard will probably be out that obviously more means more of a bigger role for boston scott you know the giants fans favorite player boston scott who just doesn't do much against the other teams but when he plays us he's barry sanders so that is not what you want to see of course i wish jordan howard was playing And also for Philadelphia, Darius Slay had a concussion. I just saw he cleared that protocol, so he will play. Darius Slay has been phenomenal this year, so I was really hoping he'd be out for this game, but unfortunately he will be there. So that's a tough matchup there for Kenny Galladay. As for the Eagles' team ranks this year, their offensive points per game, they're eighth in the NFL. That's awesome. Twenty-seven points per game on offense. The Giants rarely ever touch twenty-seven points in general. Their offensive passing yards per game, twenty-eighth in the NFL. We know Jalen Hurts is not the best passer, although he's gotten better at it in recent weeks. I will say, their offensive rushing yards per game. This is where it opened my eyes and was like, holy crap. They are second in the NFL now in rushing yards per game as an offense. They're over the uh, the Ravens now. That's how good they are. Like the. The Eagles' rushing attack was nothing great the first half of the year, but recently they're running for like over 200 yards per game in like four of their past five games. It's crazy. So their rushing attack is ridiculous, and the Giants have been very inconsistent with stopping the run this year. The Giants have to go all out, in my opinion, and stop the run and make Jalen Hurts beat them through the air, which may not end well either, but you can't let this team run for 220 yards against you on the ground. You can't have that happen. So the eagles defensive points per game allowed they're 21st in the nfl 23.6 points per game allowed which is okay. I mean, it's it's middle of the pack, kind of towards the bottom-ish, but um, their defense is respectable, in my opinion. Defensive passing yards allowed, they're 11th. So their secondary has been very much a bright spot for the Eagles offense this year. Their linebackers have been the main problem, honestly. And their defensive rushing yards allowed per game, 21st in the NFL. So on paper, you can run against them, but the Giants don't really run on anybody, so that's a concern. We saw Saquon Barkley back last week. He didn't look himself, honestly. I mean, hopefully he gets better as the weeks go on and more healthy, but he did not look all that great. And Devontae Booker is who he is. So the Giants' run blocking has to be better. And this Philadelphia defensive line, as we know, has been good over the years. They still have a lot of guys on that defensive line. And Fletcher Cox and Josh Sweat, who I think recently got a big contract, I remember. I'm pretty sure he got one. Javon Hargrave and Derek Barnett, they have a good defensive line over there, so running the ball will not be easy for the Giants in this game. So for the notes in this game, we'll start with the offense as we always do once again. Freddie Kitchens as the play caller on offense. Let's see what happens here. This is a not the best defense to have your first game against because the Giants, as we know, have... Wide receiver injuries, you know, Kadarius, Tony, and Sterling Shepard, now they have to rely on the likes of Darius Slayton and Colin Johnson and all these type of guys and Farrow Cooper. Um, So it's not the best situation for a new offensive play caller to come into. And as I've said before, I don't know if I said this actually, but the best way to beat the Eagles is – over the middle of the field with their tight ends, because their linebackers do not cover that well, so the best way to beat them is with tight ends, and maybe, just maybe, Evan Ingram has a decent game here. This might be the game to do it, so it's tough to beat them on the outside. Daniel Jones is not the best outside thrower as it is, so beating them over the middle against their linebackers is key in this game for the Giants passing offense, and Freddie Kitchens hopefully has that as a game plan going into it. Let's attack their linebackers. They don't cover well. And maybe Evan Engram actually has a decent five catch for 70-yard game or something like that. So for the next one here, I said that they'll allow completions, but dot, dot, dot. And what I mean by that is this. So Philadelphia's defense here in 2021, allows the highest completion percentage in the NFL. So the highest percent of passes against any defense is against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the best team at it is 57%, which is the Buffalo Bills. So 57 is awesome, obviously, but 72 is not that great. But, but, this is the big but here. So they are allowing 9.8 yards per completion, which is tied for second best in the NFL. So while the Eagles do allow a lot of completions, They don't allow a lot of yards per completion. So what does that tell you? They play a lot of like, you know, two high and even three high. They do some of that stuff. So you can beat them on the dump offs, but you can't really beat them downfield. So I'll go over their um, explosive plays allowed after this. So yeah, as expected, according to sharp football stats, the Eagles are allowing a 7% explosive play rate. So it's actually really good. Like some of the worst teams in football, uh, the Jets are number one, 12%. The Detroit Lions are also 12%. So the Giants are actually 8%, which is not that bad. But yeah, Philadelphia is one of the best teams at not allowing explosive plays via the pass. And that's really no surprise based on the stat I just read you guys. So next, the Giants offensive line against Philly's defensive line, which once again is a talented defensive line group. And some of the matchups here, it's mostly gonna be Andrew Thomas versus Derek Barnett. I like the Giants' chances there for the most part. Andrew Thomas is the only guy I really have confidence in. But then you have Matt Scurra, and you have Billy Price against Javon Hargrave. You have Will Hernandez versus Fletcher Cox. And then you have Nate Solder versus uh, Josh Sweat. And those matchups, I don't feel great about I feel like Philly has the advantage in most of those matchups outside of the left tackle matchup. So, um, yeah, I don't feel great about that. And hopefully this is not one of those games where Daniel Jones has no time to throw. But I do trust Freddie Kitchens to scheme around that more than Jason Garrett would, so I will say that. As for Kenny Galladay versus Darius Slay, we may see a situation where Slay uh, shadows Kenny Galladay because Kenny Galladay right now with the injuries for the Giants wide receivers is by far their best wide receiver on paper, but their other corner, Stephen Nelson's not that bad either. He was a former Chief and Pittsburgh Steelers he's had a nice career for himself, and he's playing at a pretty high level this year as well, so both their outside corners are good. Their slot corner, Avante Maddox, I think he just got an extension too, I saw, so Avante Maddox has had a really good year, so a lot of Eagles cornerbacks are having a great year, and Darius Slay especially. I think he has a top five grade, according to PFF, for uh, for cornerbacks, so he's been great, and I think Darius Slay has like three touchdowns in the past like five games. It's it's crazy, so this man's getting pick sixes. He had that that. one play against the Broncos where he picked up a fumble and ran it back 70 yards. So Darius Slay has been a menace on defense this year. And I'm not excited to play him. And we know Daniel Jones is coming off a game where we saw some ugly turnovers. And this is one where if the receivers are not getting separation, and let's say Freddie Kitchens does not call a good game, then Daniel Jones will be put in harm's way of throwing another interception or two, possibly. So that's a concerning part of it, and we know Philadelphia has the secondary to do that to him. So for the Giants' defense, number one here is covering Devontae Smith, who, of course, the Giants missed out on by one pick. A lot of people thought the Giants wanted Smith in this draft, and once Smith was taken by the Eagles, the Giants traded back in a uh, reaction to that. But anyway, he's been on fire lately, so he's had uh, six targets exactly in his past three games, but in his past three games, he's put up... Four for 61 last week, which is okay. Then you had four for 66 and two touchdowns against the Saints defense, which is a good defense. And against Denver at Denver, he had five catches for 116 yards and a touchdown. Denver also has a good secondary. So Devontae Smith's really starting to figure things out here. Him and Jalen Hurts are building that chemistry. So that's a guy to be concerned about. You know, I feel like so far this year, Dory Jackson's been playing well, but you know, we've seen our man James Bradbury be beaten by some uh, wide receiver ones this year. So I'm a bit concerned about that matchup but the number one thing I am concerned about is the Eagles rushing attack and let me read off some of the numbers here they have had an unbelievable rushing attack in recent weeks as I mentioned earlier so there was a span in this season where the Eagles were just not running the ball it was weird like they're running backs were not getting like the necessary amount of touches but Nick Seriani, I guess figured that out and said hey we should run the ball more just see what happens right so since week number what week is this week number six they've ran for at least 100 rushing yards in every game so they started out the year hot they had 173 rushing yards in the first week then 151 in week two then they took like a month hiatus of just not running the ball It was weird but then since week number seven here so we'll go down the list here week seven they had 135 rushing yards week eight 236 rushing yards against the lions which is crazy Um, The next week, they had 176 rushing yards. That came against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Their run defense sucks, too. Um, The Denver Broncos, 216 rushing yards against them. And then last week against the Saints. And the Saints, by the way, were having... They were the best run defense in football entering that game. Like, the Saints' run D was historically great. And the Eagles went in there... Well, not in there. They were home. But they went against the Saints and ran for 242 yards. It was crazy. So their rushing attacks insane right now. They got Miles Sanders back recently, who is their most talented back. So, yeah, this Eagles rushing attack with the running backs and Jalen Hurts is very concerning. So I am not looking forward to that. And the Giants run stoppers. Danny Shelton, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams have to step up in this game, Raymond Johnson, all those guys, Austin Johnson, they have to step up in this game, and especially the linebackers, because our linebackers stink this year, so the Giants linebackers, their defensive line, can't let the Eagles run for 200 plus yards in this game, or else it'll get ugly fast. So the Giants also have to watch out for Dallas Goddard, the tight end for the Eagles, who I think is in like year four or three now, I forget, probably four, but he's been better recently, ever since Zach Ertz got traded, which is no surprise, so... Ertz got traded after week six in that Tampa Thursday night game. So since then, Dallas Goddard's had 70 receiving yards, 72, 43, 28, 62. He's been a pretty nice weapon for this Eagles team. The Eagles also have a receiver named Quez Watkins, who's a big play guy, a fast receiver. Um, We've been burnt by fast Eagles receivers in the past. Deshaun Jackson comes to mind. But Quez Watkins, I remember one time earlier this year, had like a 91-yard reception. Somehow did not score on that play, by the way. But still, he's a big play guy. So got to watch out for him. The Eagles have weapons. They're not the best weapons in football, but they have guys that are like not too well-known, but they are good players. Devontae Smith's obviously a really good player. Dallas Goddard, I think, is a really good tight end. So they have guys that aren't the biggest names in the world, and even Miles Sanders, but you know, they, they will hurt you if you're not paying attention. So the Giants defense is also, you know they have to respond because they had three really good weeks against the Panthers, Las Vegas, and they beat, who else did they beat? The Giants won three games. They beat someone else, or they had, a, oh, against the Chiefs. They had a good performance against the Chiefs defensively. So The Giants defense had been playing well, but then Tom Brady basically had five seconds to throw every play and he just tore up the Giants defense. So the Giants defense is coming off a terrible game and we'll see if Patrick Graham, who is more of a guy that I trust a lot more than Jason Garrett to make adjustments. You know, Patrick Graham is a big adjustments guy. We'll see if he can make the necessary adjustments against this Eagles offense that has been rolling in the past month or so. Now, another concern I have for this Giants defense. Yes, there's a lot of of concerns here, I must say. But anyway, the Giants defense against the Eagles offense offensive line. So you look at the Eagles' offensive line. Milata has a 79 PFF grade at left tackle. He's been great. Uh, Their left guard, Dickerson, the rookie, he's been okay. He's uh, got a 63 grade. Jason Kelsey's awesome. We know that. Uh, um, What's his name? Jack Driscoll? I like Jack uh, Jack Driscoll. Yeah, he's a red guard now. Look at that. Jack Driscoll out of Auburn. I was a fan of his 70 PFF grade. And of course, Lane Johnson at right tackle is a good player, 73 PFF grade. So their offensive line has been really good this year, I must say. And our defensive line against good offensive lines has not been that great. Like the Giants, of course, were kind of fooling us because they had great performances with the pass rush against the Raiders offensive line and the Carolina offensive line. We were like, okay, we got a pass rush now. But we did not realize that, oh, those guys have terrible offensive lines and teams like Tampa, teams like Philly, they have really good offensive lines. So I personally expect more of the same from last week where the Giants get – basically no pressure in this game and Jalen Hurts will have all day to throw so I hope I'm wrong and that Patrick Graham can scheme around that but their offensive line is just great and our defensive line is just whatever so I mean we have a couple great players you know Leonard Williams is really good Dexter Lawrence is okay but you know outside of that like you know has got to prove himself still Roche he had a good game last week actually he was one of the few guys but he still got to prove himself in this league so um, the Eagles offensive line definitely has the advantage there I will say and before I close it out here I must say a lot of Giants fans were giving Nick Seriani a lot of crap before the year because he had that like 30 second mess up in his uh press conference he was kind of was stumbling his words and a lot of Giants fans were just like on this guy's ass like oh this is the Eagles coach this guy's a joke but I'll tell you what, it's funny how quickly things change in football. We're 12 weeks in. And Nick Seriani looks like he's figuring stuff out, and Joe Judge is on the hot seat in year two. So it's actually funny how those things work out. So I actually defended Nick Seriani. I'm like, guys, are we really going to make fun of this coach because he stumbled for 30 seconds? Like, who cares? Like, what does that have to do with football? So I was actually defending Nick Ceriani. I'm tr- I, I always try to be a fair guy. But anyway, um, it's funny how things are turning now. The Eagles are 5-6. and six, The Giants are 3-7. and seven. Uh, This would be a big win for the Giants. And I've said this once. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. The Giants, if they lose this game, I'm done this year. I am I'm just mentally gonna check out. I'm gonna be on the 2022. I'm still gonna watch every game, obviously, still gonna make videos, but um I just mentally will just not even think about the playoffs anymore. Cause as a fool, I still think there is a chance of like, oh, if the Giants go on this run here, they can make the playoffs. But do I really think that way? Not really, but I still hope it's the outcome because I wanna be in the playoffs. But um if they lose this week and go three and eight, then it's pretty much over for me. So The Giants hopefully will keep their season alive here in week 12 and hopefully they end Philadelphia's little run here and you know, kind of put them in their place here and hopefully they don't make the playoffs either because that would be a bad look for this organization because the Giants were supposed to be the one making a playoff push in year three with Daniel Jones and year four of Gettleman and year two of Joe Judge. The Giants were supposed to be that team making that playoff push. Now the Eagles have a chance to go six and six and end their season well. So hopefully the Giants put an end to that. Anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed this video. Leave a like if you did and I'll talk to you guys Guys, next time.